shit, bro. Damn. All right. We're back in 100 Podcasts at the 18th episode. Uh, I brought in actually one of my high school coaches, uh, Brian Gleason. And uh, he's, a, he's one of my friends now. Uh, definitely a cool guy. And uh, I wanted to talk to him about a couple rumors from high school, but we're going to start it. We're going to start it because what we got going now, it's the quarantine life we got going. So so I just want to ask you, dude, what, what do you think about Corona? Like, what do you think about the virus? And, and what are you doing any preparation with your family? Like, how, how do you feel? Like, are you scared about it? Are you nervous? You just kind of think it's something that's going to blow over? Uh, definitely in the beginning, you thought that everyone's just blowing this up out of proportion. It was like, you know, a couple cases here, a couple cases here. And I know, you know, it, it can extrapolate that way. But then like I said, I saw a video and I, and it was explaining why we're trying to shut this down right away. And it makes sense that we're trying to take those extreme measures. Everything seems to be extreme right now. Yeah. But we need to slow this thing down, which I get what they're doing, but are, a lot of people freaking out about it. Yeah, I believe they're freaking out about it. But there needs to be, I mean, but we do need to be aware it's serious, of it. Obviously. It's serious, obviously. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. serious. But we need to be aware of it. But the whole fighting people over toilet paper and paper towels. It's a little ridiculous, uh, I think. That's, that's a, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, you're going to... Yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, everyone's like, oh, you get, you get days off. You don't have to go to work. I'm like, that's... Nah, Boring man. I mean, like, what do you know, do? It's like, oh, you can go. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to. Let's go to lunch. Let's go to dinner. Nah, nah can't, do no, can't do anything. Yeah, no, no gym. Nothing. No gym. The yeah. parks are closed now. I think all the yeah. all the parks. I know in La Quinta, all the parks I think yeah. are closed. I haven't checked the actual La Quinta park, but I checked La Quinta and Cove. That one was closed. So uh, I don't La Quinta know. Park's closed. It's I'm all fenced sure. off. They put up a fence around it. They put really. And then I went to go work out there a couple times at that little gym they put in. That little blue gym. Yeah, they fenced that off too. So it's like. It's like nothing. Yeah, it's like do. yeah. It's like all right. Well, what road am I gonna go run on? <laughs> what floor am I gonna do push-ups on? So how do you how do you um how do you feel about the I guess the estimates are what up to they were saying up to fifty percent of the California population That's was gonna high. get it. They think up to fifty percent is gonna get the coronavirus, and they're obviously saying more than 50% of the homeless population uh, like do you think that's that's gonna happen like cause I know I know you can get it through basically obviously germs on on a table or you can get it just from breathing just from yeah. breathing but uh I think that's a little that's a crazy estimate that's for a crazy me. That, is, that is a crazy number 50% of the population so that means t- what what 40 there's what 40 million people in California like 20 so 20 million. million are gonna be supposed to get this it's kinda crazy like how do you figure those numbers just cause of the way Mathematics? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I mean, if twenty million people get this, I mean, what's the healthcare going to be like? How can they? How can they recover from it? How can they find healthcare? There's only like seven hundred fourteen hospitals in California. I heard that today. So how is so that going to? How are they going to? Yeah, how they going to? How they going to treat twenty million people? Obviously, it's not going to be at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's like one one group comes in, here comes the next group, and then so I I don't know. Yeah. This is weird. But the funny thing is, I read, I saw, I saw a video on uh, uh, the people that are wearing masks, and if, even if you're, you're, if you're, if I'm contagious, I'm the one that should be wearing the mask. If I have it, I'm the one that should be wearing it. Yeah. If you don't have it. Why would you? You wear don't it? have to wear it. Yeah. But because even if you have that mask on, you can still get it from me. The mask exactly. on me is to prevent me from spitting stuff out, talking and whatnot. But what if you have it, you? it's not going to help you. It yeah. doesn't. You can still get it, and that's what I mean. That's comes a part of being educated. 
on certain things. Or, you know, the, the whole mass hysteria of people like, oh, glove up. And I get it. But it's like the same thing. I know it's a lot more contagious than the flu, but it's like it's flu season. What are you supposed to do during flu, flu season? Are we all going to glove up and all yeah, gonna rock I mean, you the just, face mask? Yeah, you got you know, is that a new look? Yeah, I know. Let's go. I know. So, I know. Wash your hands, take care of yourself. I mean, be take precautions, be just aware of normal it. hygiene, you know? Yeah. Like like it it's this it's the same thing. You know, viruses are going to come and go and it, I I don't know. I don't think it's going to get as bad as people think it's going to get. Uh, hopefully, it obviously, I, I mean, hope if they're we, saying 20 million people have the population, but if we're doing these huge steps to stop this, cause we're being quarantined, everyone stay at home. The funny thing is though, everyone stay at home. I'm driving on the freeway, I'm driving on the streets. Everybody's it's, driving, it's right? It's the same traffic. Where are you guys going? It's bro? not the streets like New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? I was like, damn, I got <laughs> California. Okay. Here's the other thing. You got California freaking out. Yeah. All these Californians freaking out. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But. How many are staying home? Nobody really. California, let's, let's freak out. But then all of a sudden, it's like, nah. I need to get. I need to get some takeout. Let's go get it real quick. Yeah, I just ate <laughs> the habit today, bro. There <laughs> you go. The habit today. Trying to pass the corona <laughs> around, dude. I, I know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. The United States population, like, I don't think we really. I think just from social media and just from seeing shit every day. You know, you see like the news. It just every day you see something happening. So you you see the coronavirus and you're like, whatever. You know, yeah, like you just live like, your normal life. Yeah. That's not good. I don't think that's good that we kind of don't give a fuck. You know, like most Californians are just kind of like, I'm gonna live my life and it yeah. is what it is. But. We'll see, man. Oh, so, we'll did see. you watch those videos though? Uh, the Spring Breakers in Florida. Dude, dude, like we don't care. We're just trying to get drunk. We, we, if one of you gets it, bro, dude. thirty thousand motherfuckers. It was funny because I watched a video. They're like, dude, we've had this plan forever. Let's call you know the Chad and Brads. You know they talk about like on Barstool Sports and Chad and Brads from like college. Uh-huh. Like we've we've had this plan forever. It's been like two months. I was like. Forever? Two months? Really? Come on. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. mom and dad paid for that spring break trip anyways. Exactly. Like, okay, cool. Exactly. But yeah, everyone's out there still at the beach and just having a grand old time in Florida. I was like, all right, well, if that if that gets over there, then... That makes sense. It would be the people in Florida doing that shit, you know? Those people, those people are a little wild know. over there. They're, so, a little, they're a little sideways. And so yeah, so the corona, I don't know, man. I, I definitely, I think it's, I think it's bad. I think, I think it can definitely be a serious pandemic because I just saw New York today and today's what? The March 20th. 20th. Yeah. It, it went up like 500 cases in a day. So, oh. but that's New York city though. So that's, that's obviously going to go up, I think a lot quicker than, yeah. than like, well, the Valley maybe might go up a lot, like pretty fast just because the, the old population, but just how squeezed in in New York, it, it makes sense that. It would go up. Like yeah, LA, I'm sure if somebody gets it, if a couple people get it over there, man, that's just going to fly. Yeah, it's what the what the population that's the worst to have an effect on them is what, the 65 and older? Yeah. Because it didn't even show, I don't think any cases for any of the young, like younger kids. Young right? kids aren't even really getting it. And if yeah. they get it, if they actually get the virus, they don't even show any symptoms. Well, that's the other thing. How many people are testing positive all these these uh, athletes and teams and whatnot? A lot of them. But they're test positive, but they don't even, they're asymptomatic, meaning they're not showing any signs of it. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, like, so how many other people have this? Or and then uh, is it really that bad if they have it, but they're not? They're not having signs or symptoms. I think it's not bad for anybody under that age group, you know, anybody under sixty five or anybody that doesn't really have a an underlying health condition, you know. I think I think it's not really that bad. Like people our age aren't really getting it. Yeah. People people your age, all the way down to my age, all the way to younger, even like infants, even if they're getting it, 
They're not even getting symptoms. So it's just kind of a weird disease. It's like weird you that, still got to take the course, the 14-day quarantine if you still Yeah, because you, you can still pass it. Off. Yeah, you, you can, can still, still pass, pass it, it along. But what happens if for 14 days you have the virus, but you, you don't show symptoms? What happens? I don't know. That's just Does that mean it wasn't you're just a badass? Or I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I don't, I can't even explain it. I'm not the doctor. Yeah, I don't know. It's like there's just different. There's so many different views you can go on it. So many different angles. It's just. Yeah, we'll see. Know. We're definitely. Uh, I've talked about it with a few friends. Like we're definitely living through history right now. You know, like this will definitely be talked about years from now. Yeah. This is a weird time that we haven't lived through in a while. Something like this in a while, I feel like. Not this serious, because I don't, I, don't, I don't remember Ebola. I don't remember H1N1 or swine flu or any of that locking down any cities or any yeah. states, for that matter. Yeah. Or countries. Italy's yeah. like on lockdown. So, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. This is uh Well, I heard that Italy didn't shut down their flights in. When we shut down all those flights coming in from China. Yeah, the we foreign. We shut it all down. Yeah, yeah, we shut it all down, and they didn't. So, that's why they're... They got a lot of it back over there. I heard, I heard that today. But then again, then again, it's the news, so you know. And I also heard that blown. their their average population age is older. So their their average age over there in uh, Italy and it or yeah, it's Italy, right? Is is older. So they're obviously they get it. It's it's not anything. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just wanted to go into Corona just to start it because this yeah. is what we're dealing with. We just got yesterday the the stay at home order. Yeah. You know, you can. You know, kind of yeah. go do what you got to do and kind of, you can still go work. It's not even anything really. You can still go the run. Essential workers or whatever the case is. Yeah. Go yeah. outside, stay around your neighborhood. Yeah. But for everyone saying like, oh, you're lucky to stay home. I don't even it's feel boring. it. It's boring. It's boring. It sucks. It's, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, the gym, man. The gym's my yeah, life. Yeah, the gym. You got the gym. You got parks. You got... I got my... my got, life. You got I, I was park. down to one yeah. kid during the day. Now I got two during the day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but uh, yeah. So, let's go into you, dude. I, I want to start uh, with the two rumors that I heard, and I'm sure a lot of La Quinta people heard, is that you were the first varsity quarterback... Starting quarterback at La Quinta High School. And secondly, you were the first guy to throw a no-hitter at La Quinta High School. So I don't know if those are true, but those are rumors that have been passed along for years. That's like a... That's like, so are you going to are you gonna like let the truth out for us people right. wondering? Us La Quinta people? It's true. Oh! You're a, so I was the first... I don't like to talk about it. I mean, because like... I, it's everyone... Like when you get kids that come and ask you like when they're in your class or they're on the football team or... Whatever the case is, it's like, it's not, I try to tell them, I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know, I play it off. But then when they continue asking, I was like, it's not about me right now. It's about you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's about the future. So I don't talk about that. But it's true. I mean, I was the first quarterback. I quarterbacked the very first varsity game, Lakeita High School. That's legit. Uh, we won. But then uh, I actually kind of split time with Jeremiah Anderson. So he started the next game. Really? And after that, I was the starting quarterback. He started the next game, so I, I had the, the had I was starter after that after the second. Did game. you guys lose that second game? I really don't remember. Oh, okay. I really don't remember. I was gonna say that that uh, makes sense why they threw I you right back know. in. I honestly that I don't know. And then after that, and I was starting quarterback, and then ended up breaking my ankle. Really? And then he took over after that. Yeah, I broke my ankle my junior year against Coachella. It always got brought up. Coach Armstrong would always bring it up in her. In, uh, in the banquets, in the banquets, he was the first party quarterback. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, you want to know another interesting stat? I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know if I should say this, but <laughs> I'm the only one to lose 
player and coach, I lost a game against Coachella, the, ankle, the, game, the, day, uh, the game I broke my ankle. I lost to Coachella as a player, and I lost to Coachella as a coach. And you're the only person. I'm the only been... person that can say that. Really? That's a great a stat. No. <laughs> uh, oh man. No. But you broke your ankle. What 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 quarter? Would you know what quarter? It was the end of the. It was the end of the game. It was oh, fourth quarter. Man. We were getting ready to. We were getting ready to score. We had just actually the. We were going. We ran a quarterback sweep left. And uh, Jeremiah Anderson was the was the running back at that time because our starting tailback hurt his ankle. I think he hurt it the week before. Against Indio. Shout out to Roberto Diazlan too. Um, but he actually, so Jeremiah Anderson went to, and was leading around the corner and I was, I reverse pivot and opened up and our corner, our, our sorry, our receiver was stalking the corner. Mm-hmm. He had him locked, he had him locked in, he was engaged and Jeremiah Anderson went to go double help that rather than turning and looking inside and, and looking was, for a linebacker or somebody. Not even a safety came. Oh, okay. And so I thought he was going to go get the safety, then he veered off to go get the corner and so if he just gets in the way, he doesn't have to block the guy. If he just gets in his way, I walk into the end zone. It's on the five-yard line. I walk into the end zone. I got so other safety tackling me on the mm-hmm. five. So coach calls timeout. We're going we're gonna to run the same play the other way to the right. And he tells the lineman, he's like, do not pull. Don't pull. I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. All right, we're going to walk in. We're going to win the game. We're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So all of a sudden, break the huddle. And little did I know, I'll tell you. So I reverse pivot, same play the other way. As soon as I reverse pivot, blitzing backer comes through. Tackles me, rolls right on my ankle, snap. Ball comes out, they scoop and score 90 yards. And they win the game. And they won. Well, they were already up. They were up. So I just finished it. So it was just the end of the game. And so I, and and when I got tackled, I didn't know it was broken. I was just like, I was, you know, I was being a little baby on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just scored. And I was like, doctor, the doctor was looking at me and I was like, I was like, just tape it back up. Just tape it up. And I was like, he's like, if you can walk on it, I'll tape it. I stood up. I took one step. And I was like, nope. Sat back down. I don't even know what happened the rest of the game. But come to find out the next day, one of my best friends, Brendan Riley, was uh, the right tackle at the time. And Marcos Rios was my right guard. After he broke the huddle from the timeout, Marcos goes to Brendan, hey, I'm going to pull even though coach has said we're not pulling, this is when kids don't want to want to yeah, listen. Like, yeah, yeah. And Brendan's like, "All right, cool. I'll block down like I'm supposed to to pick it up." And the kids are pulling, and the guy so went right he, through the so gap. So he or blocked what? down. He picked. He'd have picked up the blitz. The I don't know. I'm sorry. So it could have been the backer or the or the defensive tackle. Well, one tackle. guy was left open. So he picked up one guy. The other guy came free. And, this and all because that guard pulled because coach coach he didn't want to listen to coach. And that's. There you so go. Broke your so, quarterback's yeah, ankle. Broke my ankle. Season was my season. Was when were you? Long. When were you the starting? Was it? Was your first year at varsity? Was that junior year? Was that your first starting? That was, my first that was time your guys' ever playing quarterback. Really? What did you play growing up? I was t- well because I, I was bigger. I was I was a center. My first year ever playing football I was a, I was a center. No way. Yep. And then no I moved to the, then I moved to the offensive line. Well, actually no. Then I played. And I told my coach because it was flag football. I told Coach I want to try out for a tight end. And he didn't believe me. He was like, all right, whatever, go for it. And I'm just running around, snatching the ball out of the air because I could catch. Yeah. So he moved me to tight end. He found someone else to play center. And then when I came to – so that was my – that was like, what, eighth grade year? And then freshman year, play one to guard, back to guard, and so, play linebacker. And then moved out here and played tight end. And then one day, 
he used to have intercession at La Quinta High School where it was like a semester, then you had 30 days of an intercession. And if you passed all your classes in the first semester, you got to pick a bunch of elective, like three electives. So it was two hours. It was like, regular, like a block day. Uh-huh. So you got to pick what classes you wanted. So first period for two hours was football, was weight training. Yeah. Second period for me was like cooking for chocoholics. Just something, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, it was, that was actually the name of the class. Really? To cook chocolate. That's a little bit. So, so that was my June, that was my, I'm sorry, that was sophomore year because it was going to. So that was during just a 30 day period? Those yeah, were 30 your day classes? period. So, but, that, oh. but that 30 days was you could make up a class if you failed it. Makes sense. Okay. I so those who passed all your classes, you were like, all right, that's how you get to relax and do whatever you want. Have electives yeah, for 30 yeah, days. Yeah. So it's first period, first and second period, because it's block day, was was weight training. Third and fourth period was cooking for chocoholics. Fifth and sixth period was basketball. That's when we had our basketball practice. Day. Oh my God. You played basketball too? Did you play, how many sports did you play? Uh, freshman, sophomore year, four. Jesus. So. And then your junior and your senior, you played three? I only did three, yeah. And you played, what was that, basketball, baseball, football? Football, basketball, baseball, yeah. Wow. So, but anyway, so during that intercession time, one of our quarterbacks, we had Jeremiah Anderson. So this is sophomore year. So Jeremiah Anderson was, a, was our quarterback. And so we were on the JV. And then there's Pablo. What's Pablo? I don't remember Pablo's last name. So one of them was absent. I forgot which one it was. And so after we did our weight training, we went inside the gym and we ran routes. I think it was raining outside. We ran, per, we ran routes perpendicular to the basketball court. Uh-huh. So coach is like, hey, who could throw? I was like, I'll throw it, whatever. And so we're running slants. They're running slants, and I'm taking the three-step drop. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm I'm trying to throw the ball as hard just as I can. Just fired it in there? Just I'm just <laughs> chucking it. It's bouncing off their chest. It's like, boom, boom. It was like, I was, I was just having fun. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. After that little intercession practice that we had, Coach Armstrong comes up to me and is like, you're playing quarterback next year. And I laughed. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm not, I'm not joking. Because you're playing quarterback next year. And I was like, Oh, you just went from. And I like, never played quarterback before. Yeah. Like, now you're the leader. Now, now you went I'm from like, like nobody right, to cool, leader. I guess I got to figure some stuff out. Yeah. You got to figure out all that footwork. You got to yeah, figure out all those like, periods, I gotta three step, five now. step. I was like, yeah. well, what's going on? I was like, know uh, where the corners at. Know where the safeties are at. Never done it before. Now I'm gonna be thrown into it. You gotta know. You gotta know everybody's position. Like you gotta. Oh, know yeah. I wish I. If I would know now position. what I know back then, it'd been so much easier. But like I said, I've never done it before. Yeah. So that yeah. so that that's how I became a quarterback in Lincoln High School. Just from one rainy just from day, just rainy day intercession, winging the ball, trying to hurt people with it. And that it was, sounds like a lot of people, <laughs> you know. It just like one random day, just it, it, was it just happened. Like a, you know? No, it just happened. So. And then what about uh, what about baseball? How were you left? Are you lefty or righty? Righty. Righty, and you're just right. a savage on the on the mound. Uh, I wouldn't say I couldn't. I, you know what? Honestly, I've never been clocked before, so I don't know how hard I threw. I'm gonna get, assume mid 80s. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I don't know on a good day, but I can just one of my uh, one of my good friends, Joe Perez. He was like, dude. He goes, you don't throw hard, but you hit your spots. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you're you don't keep it in the middle. Yeah. It's like you know where the catcher. You just hit your spots. You just know where to pitch it. Yeah. And that's what that was my. I guess that was my. Yeah, I you hit those. Like, you hit those corners. I hit the spots, yeah. You know, you know, you don't waste pitch. Whatever the case is. But, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't overthrow. I mean, it was, we had a two-man rotation my senior year. I'd really? Pitch, yeah, Daniel Reyes would pitch Tuesdays, pretty much throw complete games, and I'd pitch Fridays and we'd pr- pretty much throw complete games. And Everyone else was just, just relievers. He'd pitch Tuesdays, I'd pitch Fridays because our game was Fridays. Yeah. Every week. 
That's wild, Set man. That's wild. I was like, oh, don't come in here. No, this is on. This song is on. But, yeah, so that was that. But the no-hitter is true uh, as well. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, here's the thing. We won two. We beat C. Everyone was always going to. It's going to be. Like, they were talking about, oh, it was only against CV. But this is way back. This is way back then. Yeah, yeah. So it, when we, you we had won, just started. Was, like, I threw a no-hitter, and we won two to one. Really? My shortstop made three errors. Wow, and they and, and, and they they scored even. And they scored. They scored because even uh, he made two hit. errors in the in the sixth inning. So right when you guys are about to finish that yeah. game, out, so it was too. like he made two errors and it made him advance. No hitter, second. but not even a shutout. Yeah, you didn't even throw a Correct. shutout, but you got a no hitter. Correct. Wow, that's interesting. So you still got the W. That's all. That yeah, matters, really. I mean, we still won. I mean, we won the game. It was two to one. Everyone was like, everyone was like, oh, but it was against CV. It was like. No offense to CV, but they had a guy get drafted out of that class, same year as me. Oh, really? He got drafted by the Chicago. Was it the White Sox at that time? Yeah, he was a hell of a shortstop. What did you do after high school? Did you go play play ball in college? I didn't right away. Really? I went to COD. I was just kind of burned out playing the four sports. Your freshman yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, junior, I just need a break. I need to kind of chill junior, out. Junior, senior year, I was just like, I'm just done. Uh-huh. And then I took I took a couple years off while I was at COD, just taking random classes, didn't talk to a counselor, I didn't know what I was doing, working full-time, going to school full-time, and then finally one day I was just like, I just missed football. And then just started training for football again, and just played a couple years at COD. Could have went on a couple of schools afterward, but I didn't. What did you play at COD? Receiver and punt returner. Really? Damn, so you moved all so- the way from a center. <laughs> from a center. To a quarterback and then all the way to a receiver. Yeah. So you're from. And there. I never returned punts before ever in my life. And you were. And then was like, could like catch the ball, and they knew I was reliable. I'm not gonna make anyone miss. I was. Yeah, you're gonna get your I ten was, yards, you're gonna get fifteen yards, like whatever. Maybe five yards, maybe. Yeah. yeah but they yeah. knew I wasn't gonna drop the ball. That's exactly. What I was. So I was like, all right. So. Consistent. But they had a. So my freshman year, freshman athletic freshman year at COD, we had Josh Salas. Out of he went to Palm Desert. Okay, I don't know who that is. Josh, oh, he's he's a stud, okay. a stud football player, and uh, he ended up going to uh, Palomar, I think, a year, then came back to COD. But that man, that guy could play some football. So they had him returning punts, but he was he was stud, stud. I thought you know he had that Palmer's Laquita rivalry, and every time he played, we played against him, or you'd see him, and it was like you just hated Palm Desert. Yeah, because yeah. you're just that. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's not like that anymore. At least for me. And I was just like, this guy is just naturally talented. He doesn't work. He doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. But that son of a bitch worked his butt off. And you had to see at it practice, at COD. Yeah. At practice, every drill, dude, he would go full speed. And I was like, damn, this guy is this guy uh, is legit. This yeah. guy is legit. And he's probably one of the better football players I've ever played with. And I've kind of seen that. I've, I've seen um, even like football or even baseball, for example. I've seen a lot of guys that... That like take it to the next level. They uh, they 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 almost started later. Like they didn't get burnt out. Like they were almost like yeah. still enjoyed the game once they got to college. You know, yeah. once they got to college, they're still like it's still new to them. Almost yeah. they're still learning. And and for a lot of guys that like started younger, that played travel ball, that played year round sports, like I think they get burnt out. And then well, by that, the time you're in college, it's like yeah, you don't even want to do it anymore. Well, here, here's the thing: you talk about that specialization. You got the kids are like you got not the kids. You get the parents. They see you're good at one sport and like, all right, you're just going to play this. And that sucks. And that sucks because then yeah. once you're playing that sport year-round for 
it's throwing baseball out there. Not picking on baseball. But baseball is like the main okay, travel so like, year-round All right, sport. let's play year-round. And all of a sudden, you get these kids playing year-round baseball from the time they're, I don't know, what, six, seven, eight years yeah, old. Yeah. Because parents think more is better. This is my ticket out. Whatever the case is. No, you're going to have more injuries. Yeah. You get the overuse injuries, like the Freddie Fu syndrome. Exactly. The over the throwing. You throw it. It's like, oh, I, tra- I train while I practice. No, you don't. You have to prepare your body for a season. If you play year-round, that's when you're going to have those injuries. And then you got the kids that get burned out. Mm-hmm. I think I was definitely one of those kids because I, I even played travel ball out here in the valley, in the Coachella Valley, and I lived in Blythe. So three to four days a week, I was driving from Blythe out here to the valley for practice, dude. For practice, for games, for tournaments. Like, I didn't even have a life. I was Can living. You know how many studs have come out of Blythe without having to do that? <laughs> There's some studs out there, huh? There's some There's nothing athletes. else to do, so you just yeah. go play. You just go run around and play. There's some athletes, and if there's no scouts ever make that trip, man, there's athletes out there. Yeah. It's a small little town. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing to do there. Go play sports. Exactly. Play basketball so outside. Basketball, go play some football in the street. No matter how hot it whatever. Is. Yeah. Like, just oh, go man. Do it. That is just where it's at. But yeah, so uh, so what are you doing now? What where where, where are you at? Where what are you coaching? What what's your uh, going? We're not coaching anything right now because of the, the coronavirus. The corona, yeah, you know, yeah, for real, yeah. man. I don't even. And you're probably not gonna coach the rest of the year. Uh, just, yeah, you're I mean, kind of out for the year. I mean, so technically, I'm coaching at La Quinta High School football and helping out with track this year. But it's just, I mean, we were having a great off season with our football team. I mean, kids were buying in. They were showing yeah. up daily. They're putting in the work. There was just little things. We were they're paying attention to the little things that that I would talk about that we would talk about as a staff and. And we were moving in the right direction, you know, we were, they were just buying in. And when you get teams yeah. that buy in to what you're doing, that's when you're successful. It doesn't matter how talented you are. We've exactly. had teams that haven't been talented and we've won games. We have teams that are super talented, but they didn't buy in. They want to do their own thing and we yeah. lost. Yeah. Like, so when they were buying in and it's just, it's, it's just it's a situation that sucks right now. How, what, uh, are you, co- are you a coordinator? Are you offensive coordinator? No, over there? no, I'm, uh, coach Rimness is the, is the OC. He's also the head coach, uh, so I'm coaching receivers this year. Hopefully, we have a season. So yeah. I was coaching receivers this year, uh, and Coach Reese was our defensive coordinator last year. But Coach Benjamin is supposed to take over the defense okay. this year. Coach Reese has a son that's playing at uh, in Iowa, so he wants to take more time to travel back there and watch his watch kid, and not have to watch break down the film. Once. I mean, because it's a taxing. It's a taxing job, man. I mean, what is it like as a high school coach? I don't think many many people even know what it's really like to be a high school. A lot of people don't know what they think. You're out there just for practice, yeah. and then you go home, and yeah. then it's you're at the games, even, yeah, and you know, it's like you're, it's not like that. At you're all, in Little right? League baseball or something. It's we're, not even anything near that. I mean, we're breaking down film. We're breaking down practice film. We're trying to scheme. You guys have practice film game. now. You guys are yeah. doing recording practices. Really? Yeah. So it's just like you guys. You got to. We used to do that all the time at COD. I mean, the college level, they're always breaking. They're always watching yeah. the film because you one on one, seven on seven, half line drill, whatever the case is. But it's just, it, it's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Then it just happens on seven o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And so when and that was the thing that this past year we went one and nine, and people were thinking we're like we're not doing this, we're not doing that. We we exhausted all options for everything this year. You guys went one and nine. <laughs> what the? I probably should have said that. Yeah, yeah I didn't Dude, even know I, that. We got we had the injury plague, man. We yeah, had, you we said just 20, went down, 20 plus 25, guys. Whatever it was, I don't even know what it was. It was just it was like we as a coaching staff, we had to sit back and laugh 
Like, cause you know, obviously it's serious. Serious. I mean, it's like, but at the same time, it's like they come. They came a certain part of the year. It's like, what else is gonna happen next? Yeah. And guess what would happen? Something else. Like, would what are we really gonna get mad like, about yeah, now? Yeah, you know? Like, like, oh, if we. Oh, all right. Oh, another guy got hurt. Okay. That sounds. All right. New. Who's next? Yeah. Who's next? Yeah. It was like it was just it. It was bad. I'm sure it can't get any worse than this, and then it gets a little bit worse. Yeah. You know? know. Yeah. So then that's when you had to laugh. You're like, really? Yeah. Really? It was like, all right. Well, all right. Well, let's let's do this. Let's go to war. Let's go to war on Friday night with what we got, and people wouldn't wouldn't think that we figured we try to figure it out, which we did. We 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 racked our brains. You're like, a I lot. Just, it's not. And it's like Ugh. some years it just doesn't work, man. Some seasons. It's like, just... wow. It's just yeah. I remember remember Coach Armstrong saying one time a few years back. He was when you're just getting drilled by a team and you're looking at a play card. They got your play sheet. All right, well, it's good. Nothing pops out at you. But when you're dialed in, you're like, oh, this is going to work. This is going to work. You're looking at something like, nah. Nah, that was not going to work. Nah, that was not going to work either. <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, what's next? Just, it's like, because that's just one of those years. It's just, yeah, that's yeah. how it is. I'm like, oh, let's, well, all right. They're, what, uh, they're what, stacking the box. They got nine in the box. Let's throw the ball. Um, well, we don't have time to throw it. Are you What, what type of offense are you guys running now? I'm looking to, is it a... Uh, well, we're switching it up a little bit. A so more we're a, we're an eye back we're an eye back team with fullback a lot you don't see that a lot now, um, and we're still a predominantly run run team, control the control the ball on offense. Don't try to go the no huddle like everyone else is doing spread, because you got to prepare a lot more for that than you do because everyone's running that spread off. We're talking about the, the fads, yeah, um, no huddle spread, empty back, whatever the case is. And it's harder to prep for a team when you have eight other teams that are doing this empty. You're like, you know, your defense you're gonna call because then you got your calls for the spread, you got the calls for the empty. Yeah. Now you come, now you come up with a team with a two with a, a tight end fullback set, and I got to plan. Just way so different. You're playing a power team from you know that speed, the speed so quick type. We're predominantly run team, gonna try to control the ball on offense. Um, trying to throw a little. Couple of little things in there this year. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good. Um, but defensively, we're uh, aggressive, running the ball. We're, we're going to get to the ball first, and you know we're going to get eleven hats to the ball, and hopefully cause turnovers, and you know, yeah, and then uh, just go from there. So, but hopefully, like I said, yeah. if we have, I hope this doesn't set us back too much. If there is a season that we yeah. have, but uh, but everyone else, what is do you think that too. I? I this is something that just came to my mind. What do you think that does to the recruits? The guys that were supposed to go to the next level or maybe were even getting looked at as a top 100 or top whatever high school player. Well, here's the other thing. Before we get to next season, what about the recruits that we're getting for spring sports? The baseball players, the swimmers. Exactly. The tennis exactly. players, the golfers. So it's like they're seniors and like they don't get to have – are we not going to be able to finish the year? Are they not even going to – so it's Play? like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. they they put the, not all these other sports are put in work too. Are they going to be able to play? Yeah. So and it's like, not nah, this drags on to the next year. Then oh, what's going to? Because when I does when does baseball start? It's April, right? Is it April? They, when baseball they had a couple games already. Really? They already had a couple games. And then it's shut down. And, then it and, just shut down. and it's they're they're not. They're supposed to have a legit team this year. Our baseball team is supposed to be legit this year. We the La Quinta won uh, CIF a couple years two, back, two, two right? Years yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they their baseball is definitely getting there. Um, yeah, that's my my dad made that actually right, when so he was in high school. I think man, he was really? I call I call him Jesus. I don't I was know. Like, what it looks is. like it. Yeah, I, I go with Jesus. I don't really know. Got the porn stash. Hey, whatever. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I don't know when he was in. He was in high school. What maybe the seventies, eighties, early eighties. That's pretty. Uh, he's an artist. That's, I was gonna say that's some talent right there. He's definitely an artist. He he was he grew up. He had a scholarship to college for art, like a little scholarship, but really? he couldn't pay for all his art supplies, like to kind of keep up with it. Wow. So so yeah, he he's definitely grew up an artist, and then. He ends up being a correctional officer for 30 years. Oh, it's so. same, along the same lines. Yeah, <laughs> way, yeah, yeah, way different. Is that way what different. brought you out to Blythe? Was he, he was a CEO out there? Yeah, both my parents were uh, correctional officers out there. Um, they both retired at 50, at 50 from out there. They both were there from 21. Dang. Yeah, 50, basically 50 years, or 20 and a half, really. And then, uh, I actually, when I was in Blythe, I wanted to play tackle football. My dad started the Pop Warner League out there in Blythe. He started the Blythe Hornets, which is the Pop Warner League. Uh-huh. It's still going on, I think, but... I told him I want to play tackle football, and he, he set it up. He started it up, well, and back in the day when I was playing, it was the BFL, Blythe Football League. Really? There's only four teams. Really? Yeah. So I was on the we were on the Longhorns. It's funny because you had you had two teams that were college names. You had two teams that were uh, like pro professional names. names. So it was the, it was the Sooners and the Longhorns, and then it was uh, the Raiders and the Broncos. Really? And we were all one league. You're from so Blythe. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you're from Blythe. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that's crazy. What what did you what, did you go to elementary school and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I went to Ruth Brown. Really, I went to Margaret I White. I went to Margaret. Was that the new one or the old? One? The, I think it's the new, the one right there on behind that professional building. I think so. I don't know. I don't. Remember. Over Caddy Corner to Todd Park? No, not Todd Park. No. Across from. Is it not Todd Park? I, don't even I think so. I think, yeah. I There's think the, I, the big ass yeah, park with the It is Todd Park, field. I think. It is, is it called Todd Park? Park? Yeah. But then you have the, then Caddy, like, Caddy Corner. A little bit is Mario White. Kitty Corner, some people know it as, yeah. was uh, that professional building, like medical. Uh-huh. Profe- it actually said professional building on it. Yeah, where there's like that. doctors and stuff that, yeah. right? Yeah, like eye doctors, dentists, whatever. Uh, and then right behind that was is that was the new Margaret White. No, no wonder you'd say athletes come out of Blythe, dude. You're fucking one of them. You came out of fucking Blythe. Say How many athletes are out there though, for reals, man? Back Growing day, up out there. I don't know about now, but back then it was like there was nothing other, nothing else to do. Just sports, huh? That was like it. Now video games. Well, you had the video games. You had like the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this. Uh, even when I was a kid, I remember... Sega Genesis. Yeah, I even remember growing up, and they wouldn't even let us inside. They'd be like, dude, if you want some water, there's a hose right there. Keep your ass outside you, and play. Yeah, yeah that was exactly. it. Exactly. You just got to let the hot water run first. And it's cool. It tastes it's good. Just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It tastes a little rubbery every once in a while. But exactly, man. <laughs> that's so that's crazy. How, that's how we're all immune to a whole bunch of stuff. We won't get the corona. I'm not we're even good, worried. Dude. We're good. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm shout good. out to Blythe. Shout out to Blythe, that little <laughs> ass town, man. That's my hometown. I, it's got a piece of my heart for yeah. sure. Yeah, but uh, and I don't know, bro. People need to definitely scout over there. Blythe so how scouts. many teams did they have in the in the Pop Warner? Well, we we just had the Blythe Hornets, but we had like like the a, Blythe Hornets. Yeah, it's called. Oh, the Blythe so it was Hornets. one team you had to travel. We would travel. We go to like oh. we go to like Kingman. We go to Lake Havasu. We would go everywhere, man. We go uh, to tournaments in Parker. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but we we made it to. The we were one game away from the Pop Warner Super Bowl. We're one game away from going to Florida. We we played Los Alamitos in the semis to go to the Super Bowl and we got fucked up, but we made it. Wow. Yeah. We, Who, what teams did you have to go through? We had, had to, to go through. This way? We had to travel out. We played. Uh, we played Parker. We were both undefeated, so that was like our first game. We were both like ten and zero. Played them. We beat them like thirteen to seven, and then we played Yuma, and we beat Yuma like. 21 to 13 or something like that and then we played Los Yeah, and then it was Los Alamitos and then 
the Pop Warner Superboy was like, uh, I think it was like two weeks. I think you played like two games or something in that like Super Bowl for you. Wow. Yeah, and we made we we played Los Alamitos and they're a good team. We lost like forty to thirteen or something like that. They were a squad. Damn. So I didn't know they. I thought it was just a regular like the four teams they had. And yeah. No. So that when I played, Blythe was so small. So you had a couple players on each team. Yeah. You had a couple, uh, couple. Uh, other ones too. <laughs> so I didn't know they actually did that. Oh, do they still? Are they still doing that? Do you even know? I don't know. I think they. Uh, last so they time didn't I have checked, that. they didn't have a regular tackle league then. No. When you were there. Well, they had Pop Warner. But to, but just the one you were playing. Yeah, in, yeah. Not like playing the teams inside the city. No, it was okay. it was we would because it, it was like a six year old. What is it like junior pee wee pee wee midget? We had like all the leagues, so it was like. Oh, uh, six so year old team, okay, an eight year old team, and we're all the Blythe Hornets. But it was always go. traveling away. Exactly. So it or, wasn't. It wasn't. You had three or four teams like. Oh, no, playing. we were okay. like playing against each other, like in okay. like yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I just don't even think we had enough people for that. Still, Blythe is just so small. I don't think we have enough for that. Yeah, enough just... for that. But uh, but yeah, man, that's kind of crazy. I didn't even realize you were from. I think you told me even in high school, and I totally just blanked it that you were from Blythe. Yeah, yeah. But did you did you go to high school out there Our for a little bit? Year. Yeah. Freshman year, I went to Palo Verde Valley High School. Yeah. I was a freshman. My brother was a senior. My parents, well, my dad had already moved out to India because he got a, he was a cop in Blythe for twenty years. Really. And then worked for the DA's office out there, and they shut that office down. So he transferred out to the Indio office, the Indio the big Indio building you see. Obviously, it's been torn down and rebuilt. But, so he ended up moving out here. And we stayed there for a while. For, so, for my brother. So my brother would finish out his senior year. He played sports too? No. No? He was... So, just a, so that rather than have him move and do his senior year at Palm Desert or Indio, because La Quinta wasn't built yet. Yeah. So it was like, all right, let's have him finish the senior year. Me, my mom, my brother, my sister stayed out there. And uh, he finished the senior year then... Ended up selling the house and moved in with my nana and tata and just stayed there right up the street from the high school off Lufkin Boulevard. And once we finished, once he finished school, we both finished school. We just packed up and moved out. Had to rent a house Dude. in Palm Desert Country Club for a couple months until the house was built. And then, uh, you guys just just started, and then uh, we stayed here. Did you have any uh, memorable experiences from growing up in Blythe? Memorable? Yeah, any or any infam infamous that you could say on the podcast? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that too crazy or what? Nah, I mean I don't. Not really. I mean I had friends that did some dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like Blythe isn't as as crazy as people make it out to be. People kind of get all sketched people, out of Blythe. There's always a lot of stuff going on, and and I just knew, to be honest with you, I never did anything stupid because my dad was a cop. You just and I knew. was a small town. Yeah, and I would yeah. get my ass beat. If, yeah. if I did anything, so I didn't do. I did nothing. I know. I, did nothing. I, know, I know where you're coming from. People um, don't believe me. I tell. I was like, I didn't have my first drink till I was 21. People still don't believe me. Really? You, even me. when you're going through high school, you're the quarterback that started quit with nothing, dude. And you're like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm uh, good. I know this is gonna. Once again, I might. I, I knew it would get back to my dad. Yeah, my yeah. Dad this house. is going to end up bad yep. for me. Yeah. There's a couple times I came home. I come home, like, I'll tell you another story. But I, I would come home, and my dad, I'd get in bed, and my dad would wake up, he'd come in, he'd smell my breath. Really? And I was like, I'd back up, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not even knowing anything? He's like, and then he'd just leave the room. Really? 
Really? So he was yep. always checking. He was, he was. He was checking me. I never even know if he took check my brother, or my sister. Yeah. But it was always. I was just like, really. And then my senior year, senior year for prom, my dad told me, he goes, you better be home by twelve. I think he said twelve fifteen. And I go, and it was in Palm Springs. It was like a, whatever it was in Palm Springs. My dad said, uh-huh. you better be home by twelve fifteen. I go, Dad, the dance isn't end until 12. He goes, well, you better leave early then. Really? Mr. I had to leave the dance <laughs> oh early. Oh, my God. He didn't even let you home. get a hotel room? He didn't even let you. Uh, my dad let me get a hotel room? Dude, really? come on, dude. Dude, I'm, honest to God, truth. And I would have to leave to go. I'd have to leave everything early. Yeah. So I made it home. Not You're like, I got to get home. I got like, a choice. I've had to. I've been beaten too many times. I don't want to get my ass beat again. Oh, man. Yeah. Going up with a cop dad. That's a... And everyone knows. Yeah. Oh, I do have... Oh, no. I got a story, but it's not when I was living in Blythe. Because we, we went back to visit. I think it was my sophomore year. We, go, we end up going back to Blythe and it's, it, for Christmas. Because we always spent Christmas Eve at my nana's house. When we lived there, it was Christmas Eve at my nana's house. We had the tamales and everything. Yeah, yeah, Open yeah. presents there. Exactly. And then we go back to our house after Christmas Eve that when we lived in Blythe and then in the morning you we do our family Christmas gotcha. and in the evening all the family came to us so it was kind of like three Christmases it was pretty awesome yeah so my, my grandma would come from Newport Beach with she'd come with like a car full sometimes a van full of toys it was pretty awesome so we went back I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was my sophomore year and uh, we're riding around in a car it's me my brother uh, Ozzy Isaac Guillen, my brother's friend, he's him and my brother the same age, and Mike Hudson. Mike was my age. So me and Mike Hudson are in the back seat. My brother's in the passenger and Ozzy's driving. And so all of a sudden we I don't know who had the M80s, the firecrackers, the M80s was something. Yeah, that, they're loud. Yeah. yeah. So we're driving around here like, oh, let's go set these off. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in the back. What am I gonna do? It's a two-door car. I can't jump out. I mean, like, hey. I'm, I'm with you guys. I was like, I'm all here. right, cool, we're in Blythe. So we go and we throw them off into people's yards. So we go to um, Orlando's house, my buddy Orlando, and we pull up. It's a side alley next to the canal. And so we pull up and Orlando's house. So here's the street. Here's Orlando's house. Here's a side alley. We pull up right next to it so they can't see it. They can't see where we are. Uh-huh. So we light the firecracker. Who went, well, I think it was Mike Hudson. Mike let the firecracker. And he went to go throw it and it slipped out of his hand. And it landed underneath the car, the van of Orlando's dad and mom, his mom and dad's car. Uh-huh. And so like, oh, she go down again. And so all of a sudden, or Ozzy takes off. So here's the car. Here's the house. He takes off and pulls it down the street. Guess who's in the front yard? The, his dad. What? His dad's in the front yard. So we just took. I, we didn't even know. And it just exploded into the car. No, it exploded in the car. So nothing happened to the car. Whatever the case is, but he re- he saw our. The car that Ozzy was driving uh, called the cops. So we're going. We go drive through uh, the west side, where the, or the Cochillo is what they called it. So we throw off a couple more in there. I threw off the last one we threw. I'm taking a while, guess you guys get pulled over. After, after we threw the last one oh, and we're driving, man. we get pulled over. No so we're lucky way. we had already gotten rid of it. I'm in the back seat. I'm like, oh, so. Windows are rolled down. It's freezing. Blithing. It's been a blithe when it's yeah, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cold. cold. Yeah. And so finally we sit. We get pulled over. All the lights and everything. And lights are bright. And I'm in the back seat. All of a sudden he yells something. The cop it opens the door and he yells something. No one can hear what he's saying. He's like, what? I was like, what are you saying? I don't know. All of a sudden I turn and look. 
He's like, put your hand. And he has his gun on Boy, the top fire that pointed at us because he recognized a car because Orlando's dad thought we had a gun that we oh, shot. And it was an M80. So yeah. he has a gun pointed at us. And he says, if you don't, and they said it again, he goes, if you don't put your hands on the roof, I'm going to shoot. And so I heard that. I'm like, I'm not getting shot right now. Yeah. I was like, put your hands on the roof, put your hands on the roof, put your hands on the roof. So I put my hands up. And all of a sudden, he has a, like he walks up, I and mean, everyone walks out one at a time. Don't take our hands off. We all get patted down. And Ozzy was a dick to the cop, and goes, and then he's patting him down. I guess you, you got to pat him the inside. Yeah, and pat yeah. him down. He's like, you like what you feel? Like, oh my dude. God. Like, really? Yeah, you you got to do this? You really can't just let you him. You really can't just let him do his job done. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him do his job. We're clean. We have nothing, nothing on us. Cause we got rid of the evidence, yeah. And I was, and I'm, I'm freaking out. It's cold. I'm shivering. I'm my hands are on the hood or on the side of the car. He pats me down. Oh and man! And so, so this is all happening. So he starts questioning us after we got patted down, and all of a sudden you see a car drive by, and it's one of my parents' good friends. His name is Queedy. And I was like, oh shit! They obviously saw and so you. So she comes back around, and the funny thing is, though, the cop, the dad, my dad knew the cop. He worked with my dad, so it was like it wasn't like he was giving us any. I was expecting a break, but it was like, all right, he's gonna go tell my dad this. Queenie turns around and sees what's going on. She goes and starts. She starts. She's like, "What's going on?" Blah blah blah. She gets out of her car. She's like, "He he knows Queenie." Everybody, like, yeah. knows everybody. Oh, yeah. knows everybody. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I was like, we're done. We're dead. I was like, but I don't even know what's gonna happen. So finally, he let us go, and we just like, you guys better just go home. Just go home. And I told Ozzy, I was like, take me home. Take me to my Nana's house. I'm done. Yeah. Now, come on, we're not done. Take me to my Nana's house. I'm like, done. Dude, I don't even know. I remember going home. I don't even know if my brother came in with me. I honestly do not remember. I just remember I remember that whole event and this. Your focus was like, I'm getting I'm, home. I'm going I'm home, home, and I'm yeah. going to get up tomorrow, and we're going to drive back all the way back to La Quinta so we can have Christmas. <sighs> I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not missing I'm Christmas. Not, I'm not dude. missing Christmas, and I'm not getting shot by a cop and having Ozzy be a dick. But I guess that's my infamous story from Blythe. That's Even though I wasn't living there, I went back to go visit. It so. was a bit when you went to visit. Wow. Yeah. What a so. story. Man. Yeah. yeah. Good old Blythe. Good old Blythe. Yeah. So. I've had, I've had, I've talked to a couple people from uh, at work, like when I. Because I'm like a brand ambassador for Hydroflask, so like I go to different stores, and I've I've talked to a couple people, and they're like, they freak out about life, man. They're like, oh, one one girl I was talking to, lady I was talking to, she was saying like, oh yeah, when we go, me and my boyfriend we drive through there. He doesn't let me get out of the car. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like you guys like, you, uh-huh. I don't know, just live normal life, bro. Don't act weird. If you're gonna act trippy uh, and yeah. act all sketched out. And then maybe, you know, but if you just act normal, nobody's going to bother you. No, when, be I, straight. When, I, when you pull up and it's like, you see a truck or a car that no one's ever seen before, you get like looks, but it's like, oh, who's that? I mean, I pull up in my truck and I'm pretty sure, I, I never seen my, well, I've been there a few times, but there's not a truck like mine in Blythe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, someone's like, oh, who's this? Who's that? I was like, all right, but I mean, it's just, you just go on my What's day. I gonna, oh, I know what I was going to ask you, just because you mentioned it. Did you ever swim in the canal? I did we, did. You did? I've done did. it one time. I've done it one time. Sounds Never like told a my parents, thing. though. Because yeah. they would freak out. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't even let me go to the river. Because yeah. I cut the current and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. The canals, like, yeah, I wouldn't swim in the canals. That's crazy, yeah. 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 But it was, that's how you... That's what you did. I was just Nothing being a wild Nothing to do. Let's go play sports. It's too hot. Go jump in the canal. 
I was like, it sucked because I'm tenderfoot, so I couldn't walk like on the gravel and everything. So yeah. I had to like, like crawl <laughs> and you get in the water. And then when you get out, you like, you got a towel. You just uh, try to dry your feet off. You know what your you shouldn't on. do? Definitely is don't go swimming in the canal when you have a buddy fishing in the canal, bro. I had a buddy swimming, got caught, dude, got the hook. Like I don't even remember. It might have been in the leg or the arm. It wasn't really serious, but. Yeah, he got a hook in the in the arm wow. from another buddy. Like that's just being two idiots. That's just life. Yeah, that's Blythe kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just wow. being from Blythe. But yeah, bro, I don't I don't know what you. Uh, what would you say for the high school athletes coming up and the guys that want to play the next level? Because I think this is what we should wrap it up on. What uh, what what would you tell them? Like, what should they focus on? What what. Because I talked to Bobby actually just yesterday, a couple days ago, and he said he got his scholarship to college from Twitter. He was out there reaching out to coaches on Twitter, sending them his huddle, uh-huh. his huddle uh, highlight videos, and he finally won one hit, and they got he got a scholarship. and And what would you what would you pass along? Obviously, the number one thing I would say for people is just do the work that everybody else doesn't want to do. Fucking work hard and 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 put effort in, bro. Cause cause especially high school kids, you're lazy. A lot of kids are yeah. fucking lazy as fuck. Me, as an example, just like. Plenty of athletes you've seen go through there that that have potential. They're yeah. lazy as fuck. Um, but what what would you what would you pass along? I guess for guys trying to make it to the next level. First and foremost, you don't give up the love of the game. Yeah, like you started yeah. playing a sport because you loved playing it. Yeah, and you fell in love with it, and then all of a sudden, don't turn it into a business. Because yeah. when you make it to that next level, this that's when it's going to be business. It's like, it's 24-7 for you go play football at a university. It's like, it's 24-7 football, dude. No, if no, there's no off-season. Yeah, yeah, It's exactly. like, you're, you're in school, you're practicing, you're in film session, you're tutoring, you're flying wherever you need to fly. It's like... It's non-stop. It's non-stop. It's a business. I mean, it's, just, it's you're, you're grinding. So, first and foremost, you can't give up that love. I mean, yeah. you played the game in the Especially beginning. in high school or whatever, you, you know. You played the game. You started playing the game because you, you fell in love with it. Yeah. And you can't give that up. Now, if you turn it into a business, um, there's been a couple people that was like they got looked at their junior year in high school. All of a sudden, it's like it's not funny anymore. It's like, oh, I got to do this. If I too much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. Remember, you fell in love with the game. Yeah. They put too much pressure on themselves, and then they can't perform. People that were getting looked at their junior year had a horrible senior season because it was too much. They put too much pressure on themselves. Yeah. It was they turned it into a business right away. It's like if I, I have to do this, I have to do that, or else I'm not going to get this scholarship. You're right. You didn't. Because you put too much pressure on yourself. Put the work in the off-season. Play loose. Have fun. Smile. I think that's a big play deal. The game. Play loose you is a play, big deal. You play the game because you fell in love with it. It's not because you want to. You didn't start playing at six years old because you're like, oh, I'm going to make it professionally. You may have yeah. thought that eventually, but it's like you started playing because it was fun. Yeah. First time I ever caught a football. First football game I ever remember was the, uh, I was telling someone the other day. First football game I ever remember was the Cincinnati Bengals and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I remember Jerry Rice going off. My favorite number was 80 at the time. Uh, After that yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. I went outside and started catching the football. Fell in love with the game. Never thought I was going to make it pro. Never it had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with this because I liked the game. Yeah. But, I mean, you just got to don't fall. Don't, don't turn it into a business right now because it will turn into a business when you get to the next level. Yeah. And it's just, but then at the same time, you got up first. Then secondly, grades. Now people haven't made it to the next level because of grades. And grades, how hard is high school? Let's be honest. 
Great. Great. <laughs> You're like, I don't even, I don't even need to say anything. It's, it, great. I won't mention any names. I think we both know people, a few people. Uh, I, you probably that they know, I know a hundred, if not I know a lot, more. that they could have made it to the next level, getting looked at, but could barely get a 2.0. Yeah. Because they didn't want to listen to anybody else. Oh, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Then you get these travel. Oh, here's the other thing. You're going back to specialization. You got these coaches feeding these other kids BS. Oh, they don't look at your freshman, sophomore year grades. All, all they do is care about your junior, senior year. Not true. Not true at all. They want to look at every single yeah year you had in high school. Yeah, exactly. So you got to you got to start taking care of business in the beginning. You know, you're going to school. Without school, you can't play football. And, Without and, school, you can't play any other sports. And what helps on top of that is even, let's say you take care of your grades and you don't get that that full ride sports scholarship, you'll get that academic scholarship and then maybe even a walk-on or something for a sports there's, team. I don't know exactly that, how it there's goes. There's schools that offer preferred walk-ons where you still got to pay your way. You still get the perks of getting uh, registering for classes first. You get yeah. the tutors. You know, do you have to pay your tuition? Yeah. Do you get the free food? Sometimes. But it's just not... But that's also the other thing that people get caught up in is like, I have to go D1. Definitely not. You, don't you definitely have to. don't have to. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Go to a school that wants you. Yep. Go to a school that's going to have your major that you want. Don't just go to San Diego State University and they're not even going to have a major that you want to get into. Plan like, for your future. Yeah, plan for your future. I told I Brody, my oldest, I was like, he talks about he wants to play professional football. I was like, okay, that's good. I go, but your mind's going to get you a lot farther in life than your body is. That football's going to end very quick. That football guides you. That football guides you. If that's that's the way you're going to go, if they're going to get a scholarship, use football to get you in the path where you want to go. So so there we go. So don't fall out out of love with the game. Grades. And then if you got those two things, you got to work your butt off. Yeah. You have to have an off season. You can't just let talent take over. Because there's people that I've had, I know a lot of people that just had the strict, the talent, but they didn't have the work ethic. Now, people, if you have that talent and you, and you combine that work ethic, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Take care of the first two, the third one, the sky's the limit. You, exactly. Y'all have fun. I see a lot of people that, that in high school, I'm not going to name names, but I didn't think they were much. I didn't think they were that athletic I didn't think they were that good and I see those guys playing minor league ball playing yeah. playing and it's it's because they put in the work yeah. you know they put in the effort and and they continued to work at it and they probably like you said like they didn't lose the love for the game they continued to enjoy getting better yeah. at whatever sport they were they were in um and play yeah. multiple sports though too yeah well you know some coaches back in the day yeah. didn't really like that they kind of looked down upon that but but, uh, but that gets you ready for for, I mean, that whole cross-training, if you play basketball or play football, then you go play basketball. It helps you with everything. Yeah. Plus, you're competing every season. It's not like, oh, football's over. Let me just go get big for football. Okay. Then you have time. All you're doing is lifting and whatever. How are you competing? You're really not. Yeah, exactly. So go compete in another sport. Go go do something that's going to trend. So if you're a basketball player, if you're a football player, then you're playing basketball, that defensive slide drill, the hand-eye coordination, the, the quick twitch, we have to go close out on somebody. Exactly. Like that open, like if you're a quarterback, in the, if you're playing quarterback, you have to kind of know what's going on. You have to be able to read the defense, the safety, the corner, where it's just linebacker dropping. Vision. You got to have vision. Fit, when you're playing basketball, you got to know what's going on with the four other guys. Uh, let's say you're carrying, you're a halfback and you got to make a juke. That's where that vision comes vision. in from the basketball. The yeah. Exactly. Use your peripherals. Peripherals. 
What was that? A forty-year-old virgin? Oh my god! I see that movie is so long, dude. So, but I mean, I think that, and everyone's like, someone brought up a uh, coach Flores brought it up. He was uh, when he was a wrestling coach at La Quinta High School. He brought up play he, the guys he had in coming for a camp from I forgot where they were from. I don't even know their names. Forgot where they were from. But he's like, you know what? You want to play? You talk about playing multiple sports? Go play golf. And then I was like, what golf? How's that gonna make you? He goes, you talk about a mentally challenging game. Talk about making you mentally I strong. I should piss you off, man. You gotta be mentally strong. Talk about being mentally strong. Go play golf. Yeah. You're not gonna play any other sport. Go play golf. But you gotta be mentally strong to be able to do exactly. that. Exactly. And if you can carry that over into whatever your primary sport is. I've thrown a few golf clubs in my day. Uh, I've playing thrown, 18 holes, you yeah. know. Once, once you're not getting that nice yeah, hit after yeah. a couple holes, you're like, I'm, I'm done, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've lost a lot of balls too. Yeah, the water, the water. The desert. it's kind of weird once you once you get near the water, the ball just kind of goes in yeah. the water. You don't really like. I remember one time I pl- I took my dad out. I was like, hey, let's go play some golf, you know, see how you like it. My dad is like getting older, so I was like, hey, we'll see if he if he likes it, dude. We got through the front nine, back nine. He's like, I'm good. I'm not playing no more. <laughs> he didn't do it. He sat. He sat on the golf cart the rest of the time. He was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is already pissing me off. Yeah, I'm good. Mentally challenging. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right. You're uh, trying to get this little fucking gonna, ball in this yeah. little cup that's, what is it, 200 yards, 300 yards away, 400 yards away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's those are those are definitely good pointers. That's it, man. Yeah, so I think this is the way we should wrap it up. This is the end of the, the 18th episode of the 100 Podcast. I got my boy Gleason here. I'm hoping I'll get him in another time. For sure, I had fun. Uh, yeah. It was nice. He it's, answered it's, the rumors, dude. Yeah. He's the varsity, first varsity quarterback at La Quinta, and he did throw a no-hitter. So, uh, all you guys wondering, especially all you past athletes from La Quinta, it's been a rumor for years, man. Keep it a secret, though. Keep it a I secret. I don't like sharing. It's not about... Only keep it on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, not about the, it's not about the past. It's about the future. 18th episode. Thank you, guys. We're done, dude. We're awesome. out of here. That's fun, man.